Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. But before we get started with today's program, you can learn more about us, our free events, how to donate, the podcast, and much more when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's study in Revelation 21 called The New Heaven and New Earth. It's certainly true that God dwells among his people. In fact, you are the temple of his what? Holy Spirit right now. And in what we would call covenant language, it says they shall be his people, 21.3, and God himself shall be among them. God will dwell among his people. Covenant language found in Jeremiah 7.23, 11, 4, 31.1, Ezekiel 11.20, I'm sorry. You'll have to go back and get the recording. 2 Corinthians 6.16, Um, Think about covenant language. Marriage is what? It's a covenant. We have a covenant with our God. We now live in the new covenant. Our down payment is the Holy Spirit in modern Greek, arhaban. It's an engagement ring. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit unto the day of redemption. The promise God has given us is like an engagement ring. It's his spirit. His spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. And the down payment I have of my future redemption is his very presence in my life. God will dwell with his people. God himself shall be among them. Matthew 5.5 says, Blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. Matthew 5.8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. John 1.14 says Jesus came and tabernacled among us. One of the major feasts of Israel is the Feast of Tabernacles. It uh, remembers the time that God was in the midst of Israel and their formation of the tribes literally made a cross with the sanctuary uh, there in the middle. God tabernacled among his people. And so God will be there. And that's glorious enough, isn't it, that we we will see God. How long will we gaze at him? (laughs) Maybe the first hundred years that we're there. (sighs) (laughs) Wow. Won't even need to wear sunglasses. Just wow. You have new eyes, you know, it'd be all right. But if that isn't glorious enough, it won't be just about us gazing upon the Lord, which for me is enough, frankly. I just want to see God. But even more, it says, He shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. God, we will not only be with Him and see Him, in the beautiful covenant of what we might say is Eden restored, the way things used to be before the fall, before the curse, before the serpent and the poor decision-making of our first parents and what death, sin and death have done causing a separation between us and our God. That's going to be gone. The curse is going to be no more. And it would appear that one of the first things that God will do is wipe away every tear from our eyes. Some people say there's no tears in heaven. 
well, if the focus here is the New Jerusalem, maybe there's some tears there just at the beginning. I'll let you wrestle with that. But God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be no longer any death. Can you imagine living in a world where death is no more? I can't wait till the funeral business goes out of business. I'm sorry if you're a mortician. You'll find other things to do. One of the things that I didn't realize going into the pastorate was how many phone calls I was going to get related to death. I was not prepared for it. And uh, in my office, I have the pamphlets of uh, the last 15 to 20 memorial services that I've been part of. I've been keeping them just to remember times that I've stood with you guys and other families and just stood upon the promises. And every time we've been out there at a cemetery or in a church, I have preached the gospel because I believe it. And we've cried. And it's been hard. And one day, God will wipe away every tear. From our eyes. There'll be no reason to cry anymore or mourn anymore. I don't know what makes you cry. I look at our world sometimes, and there's a lot of things that make me cry. Those things will be gone. A place where you don't have to worry about your mom and dad, or your uncle or aunt, or your child place where you don't have to worry about a beloved pet or we all live under the shadow of death. It's a terrible thing. But one day it will be gone. And with it, mourning's going away, crying's going away, and I have this underlined in my notes, pain. <laughs> I appreciate ibuprofen. I really do. But one day, pain. You know how many people deal with, and, and, and you guys, some of you deal with this, with chronic pain. Chronic. Gone. The first things have passed away. Of the first order of things, and you could talk about the polluted earth because of sin, the current heavens and earth under the curse, the creation longing, anticipating the revealing of the sons of God. When all of this happens, the old things related to the curse and death will be no more. Praise God. No more. You don't have to live with that cloud hanging over your head any more. Gone. It's almost hard to conceive of. But here it is. Death will be swallowed up for all time. Isaiah 25.8. Some of you may be thinking, well, is it going to come back? Nope. 
Death, Isaiah 25, 8, will be swallowed up for all time. All time. And the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces. He will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. Isaiah 35.10 says, They will find gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. And Isaiah 65.19 says, There will no longer be heard in her the voice of weeping and the sound of crying. Him who had the power of death, that is the devil, will be no more. No more devil, no more death, no more crying, no more mourning, no more disease, no more pain. It's coming. And the one way you get into this beautiful existence is you believe. You know, you read this and you think, is this too good to be true? Sometimes it feels that way. And I think that's why the verse that follows says what it says the way it says it. And he who sits on the throne... Verses 5 through 8 will show us a little bit more about the new state of affairs. How are things going to be? What will they look like? He who sits on the throne after he's made these incredible promises. He who sits on the throne is who? It's God. And he says, behold, I am making all things new. And he said to John, write, for these words are what? They are faithful and they are true. Would you mark it? Because I know some of you look at this and you go, is this really going to happen? Is it too good to be true? God has staked his reputation on it. I am making all things new. I did it once. (laughs) And I'm going to do it again. I'm making stuff over again. And we're going to get rid of some of the stuff that ain't so good. In fact, it's all going. Amen? Amen. And he said, you can write this down in the book of Revelation, John, because these words are just like me. They're faithful and true. That's what God is. He has magnified his word above all of his name. Psalm 138, verse 2. God keeps his word. He keeps his promises. He has staked his reputation on it. And he said to me, it's done. The plural is here. It could be they are done. It probably relates to the new heaven and the new earth specifically. And then God says, just in case you wondered if I had the power, I am the alpha and the omega. By the way, that's first and last letter of the Greek alphabet. Alpha and omega, we saw it in Revelation 1.8. I am the alpha and the omega You could say it this way. I'm the beginner and the ender. (laughs) I started it and I'll sum it up when I'm good and done. I wound it up and I'll bring it to a conclusion. I'm the beginner. I'm the end. I'm the middle. I am that I am. Moses says, who should I say to the people? Send me. By the way, I can't talk very well. I am that I am. You tell them I am sent you to them. How's that? Pretty good. Not I was, not I will be, 
I am. That enough for you, Moses? Okay. <laughs> and by the way, who made the mouth? You did. <laughs> You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. You can now listen to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance wherever you go and whenever you want. That's because Walk in Truth can now be heard on your favorite podcast app. Apps like iPodcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and much more. Simply open up your favorite podcast app and search Walk in Truth. Make sure you subscribe so you'll know when a new show is available. Thanks for listening and partnering with Walk in Truth. Now back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. You can write down Revelation 22.1 because there's a spring, there's a river of life. Uh, he showed me 22.1, a river of the water of life, clearest crystal coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. We'll talk about that as we, get, we go there, but later. But if you're thirsty... I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life. And someone might say, what's it going to cost me? (laughs) Nothing. But in another sense, everything. Because we're about to see that there's going to be some people who are not included and they're cowardly and unbelieving and immoral. They won't follow Christ. But if you want access to this place, and I don't know who wouldn't, I don't know what package deal the world can offer you that even comes close to this. Can you think of any? Uh Uh-uh. The way you get in is you have to drink of the water of life. He's at the well with the woman at the well. Everyone who drinks of this water, Jesus says to her, will thirst again, but I'll give water that's of a different quality. Well, where do you get this water? I'd like to know. Then I don't have to come with this bucket. No. I'm speaking of spiritual things. If anyone is thirsty, John 7, 37, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, out of his inmost being will flow what? Rivers of living water. This he spoke of the Spirit. It was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. If you want in to this place, if you want to know the beauty, it's already paid for. It's paid in full. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for the living God. When shall I come and appear before my God? Psalm 42, 1 and 2. Are you thirsty? Psalm 46, 4 says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has wrought desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. Cease striving, be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. Psalm 46, verse 10. I will be exalted in all the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Selah, pause, meditate, think about it. 
Psalm 63, 1 says, I shall seek thee earnestly. My soul thirsts for thee. To thirst for this water is to thirst for God. Everyone who thirsts, ho, everyone who thirsts, Isaiah 55, 1, come to the waters. You who have no money, come and buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. The price has been paid in full. And the spirit and the bride say, come. Let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes to take of the water of life without cost. Revelation twenty-two seventeen. Will you come? Are you thirsty? Have you been drinking from broken cisterns, trying to find water in all the wrong places? He who overcomes, and the one who overcomes is the one who places faith in Jesus, 1 John 5, 4 and 5, shall or will inherit these things. The overcomer will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. How do you overcome? You believe in Jesus. You, you stay the course. But, and the, verse, the verses end with a warning, but for the cowardly and unbelieving, and the two really go together, the unbelieving become cowardly. They fear everything except what they should fear, which is God. And notice this list, the abominable, speaks of that which is detestable, murderers, immoral persons, uh, we think namely of sexual immorality, sorcerers, we think of witchcraft and so forth, idolaters, and all liars. Now you have to take this list together because it's, it's speaking of unbelievers. The cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, murderers. This is not believers. This is not what believers do. This is not how believers live. Murderers, immoral persons, sorcerers, idolaters. This is not believers. They will have their part in the lake of fire that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. After this incredible, beautiful description of what is ahead for believers, there's still a warning. You're reading the book of Revelation now? Don't think that you can just live how you want to live and be a professed believer, have a said faith, and think that you're going to end up here. You ain't unless you're a true believer. If you're a true believer, you will persevere. And you will stand for Christ. Some of you, you know, you... you you wonder about yourself at times, just like I do. How strong am I really? How strong could I be? Will I be? If we were part of this generation and had to go through some tough times, how strong could I be? Will I be? Look, it's not your strength. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. He will see you to the finish line. He will bring you safely home into his heavenly kingdom. That's our hope. And this place, oh, ho, 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 get ready, because it's going to be amazing. I could imagine the spring and the tree of life and what we're going to see in the physical creation, the newness of it, is going to be mind-blowing. Not to mention what we may be able to do beyond just the planet itself, who knows. But to see God, and to have him touch my face. I'm going to 
As soon as he touches my face, I'm going to hug him. (laughs) Can I get a witness? (laughs) Father, we are so grateful that we could just bask in the beauty of these verses. They're so beautiful, so hopeful, so encouraging, so true. You've staked your very name and reputation on them. And we're so grateful that they answer the deepest questions of life. This is what the, the Christian worldview, the Bible does. It answers the deepest questions of life. Is there life beyond the grave? Yes. Is there a God? Yes. Is there a heaven? Yes. Is there hope in the future of restoration and seeing loved ones again? Yes. Behold, you said, I make all things new. These words are faithful and they are true. Thank you, Lord. You're listening to Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance, and that was part three of his study in Revelation 21 called The New Heaven and New Earth. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a little bit, but make sure you visit walkintruth.com or your favorite podcast app to listen to any teaching in Revelation that you might have missed. Just so you know, we'll be finishing up the book of Revelation in a couple weeks. After that, we will begin Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Corinthians, learning about fellowship, mission, having a servant's heart, marriage, and much more. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, in light of what we've been hearing about the new heaven and new earth, we have a question before us, and it's this question. What if someone feels like all hope is lost? They see no way out of the hard time that they're going through. You know, we've been teaching through the book of Job on Wednesday nights here at Living Truth, and boy, if there was anybody who saw no way out, it was Job. In fact, Job kept saying, the grave is my next stop. There's no hope for me, no light. But then he would have little flickers of light, little glimpses of hope as he would turn his focus back to God and away from his problems. And I don't want to minimize your problems, my friend. Uh, If you are feeling in that situation where you feel like there's no way out, Can I just encourage you, there's always a way out. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I know life can seem dark and hard at times, and sometimes it feels like there's no exit. And and you may have have even been contemplating your own demise. Uh, Suicide is very rampant in our day. And I just want to say to you, if that's you, my friend, my brother, my sister, don't do it. God loves you. He has a plan for your life. You have great value. You belong to him and you are loved. And he will make a way, even when there seems to be no way. I can't help but think of the story, you know, when Israel went out of Egypt and the Egyptian army followed them to the edge of the Red Sea and there was no exit, man. It was the Egyptian army and the sea. Where do you go now? And God made a way when there was no way. There was no human way. Let's put it that way. You see, we serve a God that's bigger than all of this. He made it all. He controls it all. And he doesn't always show up in the time that I'd like personally, if you could relate to that, but he is faithful. And he surprised me in moments when I kind of felt the same way. And then all of a sudden he he provided an exit when it seemed like there was no exit. So would you please, my friend, hold on and turn your gaze to God. Get into fellowship again if you've been out of fellowship. Turn in your Bible to Revelation 21 or Psalm 46, find some comfort in knowing this God that says, be still and know that I am here. Speaking of being here, we're here for you. 
You can reach out to us at walkintruth.com. Send us a prayer request. If you want to share, you know, hey, this is what I need prayer for. This is what I'm going through. We would love to pray for you. You can do all of that when you go to walkintruth.com and leave us a message there. We appreciate it. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, and speaking of reaching out to us, we would love for you to come out to a very special event on this Sunday, September the 29th. It's called 633. We do these multiple times during the year on Sunday evenings, and this one happens to be called Finding Quiet with Dr. J.P. Moreland. We've been telling you a lot about this, and maybe you've heard about it, maybe you haven't, but this is a night to deal with stress, anxiety, depression, mental illness, how to overcome it biblically. Uh, J.P. Moreland, top philosopher really in the United States and the world, very open about what he went through, a couple of nervous breakdowns, and what he discovered from the Bible, his faith, his prayer life, the promises of God, and other fields of knowledge that we can get help as well. Uh, You know, God uh, allows doctors and counselors and uh, other folks to speak into our lives as well. And so all of that will be part of J.P. Moreland's presentation on September 29th, this Sunday, 6.33, and we'd love for you and your family to come out. You can find out all the information and directions when you go to walkintruth.com, and there you can also register for the event. Walkintruth.com, that's walkintruth.com. We'll see you there on Sunday night. Come back tomorrow for a special program. Pastor Michael will have a conversation with J.P. Moreland, author of Finding Quiet, about how you can break free from anxiety and depression through biblical, spiritual practices. Remember, you can learn more about us when you visit walkintruth.com. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. And remember, it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.